It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Wake up, Wyoming. It is a Thursday. I swear I can see the weekend from here. Before I get into some of the news stories I have for you today, for those people with me in Wyoming, quick road update. Now, last night, sort of in my evening, well, later, you know, before sundown, phone starts going off with all sorts of alerts, and they're saying snow squall alerts. Okay, and I was expecting that. It was in the forecast. And then as the squall comes in, the snow was not particularly heavy, but it was just a fast-moving system. And it put down a lot of ice more than anything else. I was wide, In fact, this morning when I went out to my vehicle, I was being very careful about how I walked because driveway and road and all of that just really icy out there. So that was last night as that thing blew through. Now, this morning I get up, and before I get on the air... I go over to YDOT to take a look at road conditions around the state. I'm refreshing the page while I'm talking to you right now because I noticed, oh, we don't have, well, there's a couple of places that have road closures, but mostly what we have is just a lot of white knuckle driving out there. So I'll explain. Believe it or not, most of I-80 is open. Now, if you wanted to get from Cheyenne to Laramie, that's closed. If you're thinking, I'll go around on Happy Jack, you'll make it through Happy Jack, but as soon as Happy Jack connects with I-80, you're closed. All right, now let's say you wanted to go Cheyenne North. You can go ahead and do that until about Wheatland, and then there's an area from Wheatland to Douglas, which it's open, but again, eh, they're, they're right there on the verge of, well, we really would rather you're not on this road. From Douglas to Casper, you can do that. From Casper north to Buffalo, again, right on the edge of they are tempted to close that. From Buffalo up to Sheridan, up to the Montana border, I-25 is closed. Right, now some other places, let's see, Medicine Bow on north that's closed. And there's a couple of, oh, so let's go. Hey, folks out there in Midwest. So let's say you're in Midwest or KC and you wanted to head toward, let's say, right Wyoming, just into Campbell County in general. So those roads, let me zoom in so I can get the exact numbers here. So 192 and 387. So that's, in other words, you could make it if you're heading up I-25 and you head toward Midwest on 259, you can make it. But when you leave Midwest and you're trying to head toward Campbell County on 387, that's closed. 192 is closed. Highway 50 is closed. Um, I-80 between Buffalo and Gillette is closed. 1416 that would be east of Buffalo and Sheridan. 14 and 16 are closed. So, yeah, some of that, that... Oh, there's also a road, kind of an outlier there. 
If you're in the Newcastle area, 85 north of Newcastle is closed. So that little storm that came blowing in did quite a bit of icy damage, more than anything else, just a lot of icy damage overnight. I'll keep you posted because I'm sure they'll be opening it as the morning goes on. Let's do this. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call the show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. One more opening for you, because this is sort of a twofer here. So somebody has solved the whole climate crisis, the whole global warming thing. It's done. It's solved. Ladies and gentlemen, Al Gore. You're driving a big car. I come on your radio. I say the end's close. You just say no. I say it's global warming. But you call me a liar. But this planet. cold we have out there obviously the planet's on fire so let's take a look at the latest solution since we're supposed to be warming up and all of that study always suspicious when it says there's a study moon dust yes moon dust could help reduce solar radiation to mitigate climate change impacts scientists at the university of utah explore the potential of using lunar particles to shield sunlight before it reaches our planet. Now, there was an idea a while back of just going out into space with some big material, cloth, whatever, something, you know, and just putting it out in space and making not an entire eclipse, but eclipsing the sun a bit. And that would reduce solar radiation coming to the planet and and would cool the planet, right? A recent study suggests that moon dust might help slow the rise of Earth's temperature caused by climate change. Scientists at the University of Utah, who should be fired and forced to become greeters at Walmart, if this is what they're doing, explore the potential of using the lunar particles to shield sunlight before it reaches our planet. For decades, researchers have considered using screens, objects, or dust particles for blocking the sun's radiation. Between 1% and 2% uh, to mitigate the effects of global warming. Now they have analyzed the different properties of dust particles, quantities of dust, and they say if we just orbit it, that, that would go ahead, just orbit it around the Earth, that would shade the Earth. Ben Bromley, professor of physics and future Walmart greeter, and lead author of the study, joined the team of astronomers who applied a technique to study the planet's uh, formation of dust around stars. Planet formation, a messy process, kicks up a whole lot of dust. These things can, well, 
be a cent- central around the story and can, can relate in ways. That, oh God, this really this is the kind of study they're getting paid to do this. If we took a small amount of material and put on a, a special orbit between Earth and the Sun, it would break up the sunlight. That therefore the planet wouldn't warm as much. Go ahead and do that. That way we can burn more CO two. I say, why not? The authors found that uh, launching dust from Earth to a way station at a Lagrange point between Earth and the Sun would be the most effective way, but would require astronomical cost and effort, according to the study. L1 is the closest point between Earth and the Sun where the gravitational forces are balanced. It was rather difficult to get the shield there, but... um, it could cast a meaningful shadow, they say. This should come as no as some surprise since L1 is an unstable ink. Well, it talks about the point itself. There are places between Earth and Sun and also Earth and Moon and so on. These points where, again, the gravity from one and the other sort of reaches a point where they neutralize each other. That's where they want to put it. An alternative is to launch dust from our moon as cheap and effective ways to shield Earth. So go to the moon, get a bunch of dust from the moon, go out to, to that Lagrange point, this easy top, and just go ahead and spread it out. Now, this next, this next line here you'll love. Quote, we aren't experts in climate change. No, really? Our rocket science need to move a massive amount from one place to another. We're just exploring different kinds of options in a variety of orbits to see how effective they might be. Now, again, these are guys who are college professors who are getting paid for this. It should upset you if you're somebody who has a real job. Yeah, these guys get paid to do crap like this. Then they're all proud of themselves and call each other smart and give each other awards. 6 16 to time. It's wake up, my own. Hey, you need some more here. Glenn Woods. He talks to you, not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Six nineteen is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. John, check your email. I sent the script back with just a couple of lines at the end, and we can go ahead and record that. Another Jenkins and the Boss episode. John, who's up in Gillette, since I just got done talking about those scientists, University of Utah, if we just take moon dust and put it out there between Earth and the sun, that'll go ahead and, you know, give us a bit of a shield and the planet will warm so much. We won't have to worry about global warming. This is what these guys are doing while you have real jobs. John says, after all this previous stellar success, I trust the government to build and run the planetary thermostat. He says sarcastically. <clears throat> That's something that I've complained about for years. It's not like, you know, if you went out and dialed back the amount of CO2 getting into our atmosphere, it's not like a thermostat or, for that matter, suddenly all of the Earth's bad weather stabilizes. We don't have bad weather anymore. It doesn't work that way. Now, I have an update that goes along with that story. It's about the food that you're supposed to eat to save the planet. But before I get into that, here's something I haven't played in a while. Ladies and gentlemen, Ray Stevens. Now here we have two real pioneers embarking upon a new career. 
capitalizing on this global warming hype. Yeah, they're the ones that brought you the left-handed hammer and tried to market a recycled pamper. You could say the Gullible brothers have always been the entrepreneurial type. But this next harebrained gullible venture could be earmarked as the major clincher as to whether or not they'll be living it up in their retirement age. They put all they had into one bank row, bought a bunch of land down at the South Pole, eagerly awaiting the impending doom of climate change, <laughs> thereby being in the catbird seat in the new Florida. And I'm all for working hard. Don't make no sense to me But if you insist on buying into this media false alarm I know a couple of guys who wheel and deal in frozen farms <laughs> Next up on The Real Estate Show We have the Gullible Brothers Live via satellite from the east coast of Antarctica Hello boys, are you on the line? Yeah, I'm high very gullible. This is my young, younger brother, Justice Gullible. Thanks for having us on the show. You bet. What actually do you have available in the way of land? We, we, we got beautiful home sites available, which ocean, ocean front once I smelts a little bit. And you should, uh, uh, oh God, it's cold. And now we've got some beautiful farms that more inland as soon as we lose about 40 feet of this snow. <laughs> I'm all for working hard to keep this planet clean But man-made global warming just don't make no sense to me But if you insist on buying into this media false alarm I know a couple of guys who wheel and deal in frozen farms <laughs> Well boys, what's the weather like down there? Sounds cold well, it's not too bad. Say 62 below, but at the moment wind wind chills is 100 below. But spirits are high. We've been told it's definitely gonna rise in a few few little while. There's records and seven feet of snow and all. But Al Gore said it's gonna be okay. Oh Lord! Well, uh, justice, run! And here comes up a, a polar bear. I'm off for working hard. This planet clean, but man-made global warming just don't make no sense to me. But if you insist on buying into this media false alarm, I know a couple of guys who wheel and deal in frozen farms. The problem is they don't have polar bears in the South Pole, but okay, Ray Stevens. I still love the streak the best out of all of these. Okay, so... People aren't buying phony baloney anymore is the name of the article that's in front of me. And this has to do with that fake meat that's out there uh, that you were supposed to start buying in order to save the planet. You know, a fake beef, a fake chicken, things like that. Story says, well, just a couple of years ago, I mean, it was in all the news and they had commercials running for it. And stock for fake meat was on an all time high. You were supposed to save the planet from cow farts by eating artificial meats. And, of course, it appeared in grocery stores. I have seen it. 
the believe it or not meat and so on in grocery stores, but not as much on menus of fast food restaurants. So this was recently put out. Meat substitute market fell by 6.1% value in just 2022 alone, and the volume is way down too. Most brands experience massively falling sales. Products fail to meet consumers' expectations of taste for one thing, price another thing. And then the media, what they said about plant-based beef, as soon as you start taking a look at how they make it, you find out as not necessarily good for you or the planet. So he says, not so long ago, alternative meat protein products like Beyond Meat and Impossible Burger were promised to us. And we were all supposed to go to that to get out of the culinary dark ages. The company's stock prices soared. Customers lost their appetite for fake meat in 2022 and even worse in 2023, with the industry posting significant declines and even losses. Divorcing Americans from their carnivorous habits has always been an uphill battle, the story says. For nearly two centuries, a colorful cast of, well, all sorts of corporations have alternative meats trying to get us to not eat the real thing. Until fake meat is indistinguishable from real meat, some people say, well, we're just going to have an ethical dilemma because they're trying to save the planet and fight climate change. Customers and investors alike are sticking a fork in fake meat, says the headline. But now sectors overall fortunes appear to be waning. Impossible Food plans to lay off about 20% of its workforce, according to Bloomberg. Impossible primary competitor Beyond Meat, about 20% of their workforce, is going to be laid off real soon. And the stock is really down big time. Beyond Meat sales fell 22% in the last quarter, layoffs coming, and they have to report their earnings, and that's not going to look good. Beyond Meat stock is down about 67% compared to a year ago. So there was all of that media hype. Now, there's a picture here of a grocery store where people are buying out the grocery store that most of the meat section of the grocery store is either thin or empty. But the Beyond Meat and Impossible Meat and all this kind of meat substitutes is, but nobody's touched it. Yeah, I did the same thing a while ago. I was at the grocery store and I saw just some frozen, you know, uh, chicken, you know, kind of like, like chicken fingers or whatever the heck, you know, something like that in the frozen food section. You know, the breaded chicken is what I'm thinking of. And I picked it up, and they go, oh, that might be pretty good. And I looked at the price and went, why so expensive? What the heck? And then I read the package, and I realized, oh, this is that artificial meat stuff. So I put it back. Even if the price was good, I didn't want it. I want chicken. And then I looked at this section. This is in the local Wyoming grocery store. How big is the frozen food section with the artificial meat? Not very big at all tiny, in fact. And so it makes me wonder, I've been tempted, I haven't done it, but I've been tempted to go by the store and just take a magic marker, you know, and put like a little hidden dot on some of the packages and then just keep an eye to see how long does it take before that package disappears. I just, I'm curious. 
just to see, does it sit there for the rest of the year? Does the store eventually get rid of it? Coming up on some local news we have to take care of, then right after local news update on your weather forecast. It's Wake Up Wyoming. boring. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Eight thirty-six. the time, Wake Up, Wyoming. Quick update for you. So if you're at Medicine Bow and you want to drive up to 220 or from 220 back to Medicine Bow, that's closed right now because of some ice that came in in the storm overnight. And also from Cheyenne to Laramie, uh, well, now both. Uh, so it was just one, but now both roads. You're not going to be able to do it by Happy Jack or by I-80. That's closed as well. There's good sections of, let's say, from Wheatland, between Wheatland and Douglas on I-25. Very sketchy. If you're between Buffalo and, well, the Montana border, I-80 is closed. Also, between Sheridan and Buffalo and KC and Midwest, Going towards Campbell County, I don't care if you're talking a main highway or a back highway, like 80 or 1614 or any of any, the roads that go from Midwest up, all of that's closed. Just because of the ice that we got, we'll keep you posted on that, but they got a lot of ice last night. So, all right, I'm putting aside what I was talking about for this real quick. I just came across an ad, and it looks really good. There's a big vehicle with huge tires on it. And they're on a glacier. And it says for the ad, explore Glacier National Park. Wow. Okay. You can go explore Glacier National Park and go driving around up there. And it's, Oh, that's so cool. Hey, hang on a second now. And Glacier National Park used to have signs up there in Montana on it. And the signs, as you were looking at the glacier... The sign said that the glacier would be gone by 2020. Then one day, we weren't even at 2020 yet. We we're getting close to it, though. A couple years before, like 2018. And those signs just disappeared. No fanfare. They just took the signs down. It's now 2023, and Glacier National Park still has glaciers. Now, at the time, the sign said that because due to climate change... Glacier National Park, Montana, the glaciers you're looking at will be gone by 2020. Well, again, the signs disappeared. The glacier didn't. The story going back to 2020 said, uh, or before 2020, signs added to Montana's Glacier National Park over a decade ago, forecasting that the park's signature dense ice formations will be gone by 2020 have been removed. Park officials have known that the glaciers would still be intact. When they learned this, the U.S. Geological Survey forecasted no change whatsoever, and um, 
No one really, I, I would love to see where any news media reported that, hey, the glaciers are still there. However, strict maintenance budget, believe, okay, it talks about their ability to get rid of the sun. They pulled the signs out. They didn't tell anyone. An average annual temperature in the park has been rising, they say, since the 1950s. And wildlife in the park, well, they talked about wildlife in the park being destroyed because, look, the climate changes. It does. You know this. I know this. The climate's always changing. If I were to take you back, think about where you're sitting right now. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and put you in a time machine. And we're going to go back a couple of thousand years. What do you think it looked like? Let's go back 10,000 years. Let's go back 100,000 years. What about a million years? What do you think it looked like here? It didn't look exactly the same, did it? Right? I remember one time, and this is, I thought, among the dumbest things President Obama ever said. But they took Obama, or he went on a trip to go visit and explore uh, Alaska. And he's looking at a glacier in Alaska. And they're explaining to him, oh, yeah, the glacier is receding. And he said, we've got to save this for our children. I'm thinking, why? That glacier he's looking at in Alaska was formed during the last ice age. And it has been slowly receding ever since. Now, that's a very long time. To this day, that glacier is still receding. From the last ice age to today, that glacier used to head way down, way down south, way down. Way past Alaska, way down. It would have been halfway down the California coast, as a matter of fact. Now, though, it's it just it's part of Alaska and receding, as it has been for several hundred thousand years. So why would you want to preserve that for our kids, as if it's supposed to be there? As if the glaciers in Glacier National Park are supposed to permanently be there. And if they're not there, well, then something's gone wrong. These things come and go. Okay? And that's the natural state of things, that sometimes they're there and sometimes they're not. All right, coming up on, uh, speaking of weather, uh, weather forecast from Don Day and Day Weather, I'll keep up to date on those road conditions because some of you folks wanted to get somewhere today. And as far as early this morning goes, some of those highways, main highways, interstates, and back highways as well are closed. So I'll go ahead and update myself on that. We'll get to it as soon as we get past news top of the hour. In the meantime, Don Day, wake up, Wyoming. This weather... When you need to get in the loop quicker than a soggy morning porch paper, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Six forty-eight. The time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the icebox. We go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Now, Frank, we talked about this earlier, but we're close to the date here. Monster truck rally. Yes. To the area here. Monday. Now, Monday. What day is it? What's well, Saturday. 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 Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Doesn't, say, doesn't sound as good. Saturday. Sunday. Sunday. Sunday yeah. is much better here. But anyway, February eleventh. For those people who want to go ahead and do that up there at the event center in Casper, Wyoming. Now, what I want to know is that's a indoor arena. Yeah. They must be able to vent that. Right. The, normally, there's a big garage door okay. in the back that they normally keep open for that. To okay. Kind of, you know, I, I would say this. Sometimes if you're sitting at the top, you know, like, hmm. Yeah. 
<laughs> a little wise up there. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. but, but yeah, yeah they, they ventilate that. Yeah, okay, good. They have to do that because, you know, I just imagine. You know, and, of course, these guys like to, as we say here in Wyoming, roll coal. So, yeah, that's really going to take a while. You sure they don't have vents at the top for that? <laughs> they might, but, but normally they, they, there's two big garage doors on the mm. one side of the building opposite the horseshoe end. Okay. Yeah, they, just, they just leave open. And then the noise level, because it's inside. I'm not complaining well, yeah, it, here. I'm just it, I mean, it'll echo off of anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's loud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, and it should be. Okay. Oh, that's the point of it, yeah. Yeah. See, there's dozer, rat attack, uh, dirt crew. Oh, I like this one, tailgater. That's a good name for someone. Does he ride around real close behind all of the other trucks that are out there? And then probably claims over them. Buckshot, hole shot. That's just some of the name. They do Daredevil and Freestyle. So, yeah, they, just to show off, in other words, what those trucks can do. And, of course, our friend DJ Nike will have his old car crushed. It's about time. At the event, yeah. That car, that car was a POS. <laughs> it was, yeah. And, but, and it sat there for so long. It was a monument to POS vehicles. And for a while, a homeless shelter, apparently, because <laughs> we kept kicking people out. <laughs> for those who don't know, it sat in the back of our parking lot for a very long time, just not moving. And so now the thing is just going to be crushed. And that makes it all worth it. Alrighty, a men's college basketball, another game, another loss for the Wyoming Cowboys. They dropped a 69-59 decision to UNLV in Laramie last night. Pokes are a woeful 2-9 and nine in Mountain West Conference play and 7-16 and 16 overall. They were a woeful from the three-point line, going 5-25 of 25 and shot just 38% from the field total. UW has a super depleted roster with just seven guys seeing action last night, and they were led by Hunter Maldonado with 17. UNLV improved the 5-7 and seven in league play and 16-8 and eight overall. The Cowboys will be on the road at Boise State on Saturday. One reason for this depleted roster for Wyoming has been injuries, and the other, and there's been a ton. The other is that the three transfer portal guys, Ethan Anderson, Jay Kaiman, and Max Agbakpolo, all left the team this week. Now, they could have left on their own, or they could have been ran off by head coach Jeff Linder. It's a train wreck either way. Anderson and Agbakpolo came to Laramie from Southern Cal. Anderson has been averaging eight points a game, but hardly played in the last couple of weeks. Agbakpolo barely has played lately. He's averaged, he averaged five points a game. Kaiman came to Laramie from U. UCLA, he's been hurt. He was averaging four points a game. These three guys were supposedly to be the transfer portal boost for the Cowboys in hopes of returning to the NCAA tournament. Turns out that these three guys were a transfer portal bust. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls will host Utah State tonight in Laramie. The Cowgirls are coming off an excruciating three-point loss to Colorado State over the weekend, so they sit at 8-4 and four in Mountain West play, 15-8 and eight overall. Utah State comes into tonight's game with a brutal record of 1-11 and 11 in league play and 4-19 and overall. That is a 6.30 start from the Arena Auditorium this evening. Junior college basketball, the Casper College women rated 17th in the country, survived LCCC in Cheyenne last night, 70-68, to so they are 22-3 and on the year. Sandra Fal Garcia with 23 points and 10 assists for Casper. LCCC was led by Lila Spring with 28, so they are now 16-8 and on the year. Casper College men now 19-5 and with a 91-84 win over LCCC last night at the Story Gym. Jalen Harris led the T-Birds with 24. Xavier McCord threw in 28 for the Golden Eagles, who are now 13 and nine. Gasper College will host Northwest Apollo men's and women's play on Saturday. LCCC will host Central Wyoming on Saturday. High school wrestling on Casper tonight. Kelly Walsh will be at the Trone at 6 p.m. for the annual Miller Cup. Cheyenne Central will be at Cheyenne East for a duel tonight. And Laramie will be at Cheyenne South. That's in sports. I just got a picture here. I'm posting it on my social media. So there's a massive, massive roof for a building. I mean, a building looks 
almost as big as like you would expect a Walmart, right? Yeah. Flat well, roof. And the, there's a guy up there all by his lonesome with a shovel, and he's only taking a quarter of the snow <laughs> off. One corner, one little corner. The snow is above his waist in depth, and he's got a long way to go. Why do they make flat roofs in places like that's, this? That's what I thought. I've never understood. You should... I, I'm wondering, you know, to be honest with you, you know, you, all the air conditioning and the heating units sometimes yeah. are up there. I guess if you're on an A-frame roof, the hair, the heating and air conditioning units may be falling off the roof. Okay. The snow Maybe. will go with it, too. I, okay, I guess so. Because I've always looked at flat roofs in areas like this and thought, that doesn't make... Even homes that don't have enough of a pitch... Get a roof that's as steep as possible. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it's more, where it's real pointy at the top. Yeah, all right. Thank you. For, glad we had this little talk. Coming up on some local business, I'm going to check that road report. Oh, I did get this from a dot in Natrona County uh, plow driver. Really slick out there. Be careful. Wake up, Wyoming. Some progress made on Wyoming roads, but still a lot of caution out there. Morning, I'm Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Yesterday, a storm blew through the area sort of late in the day. Just blew across the state of Wyoming. I was getting on my phone squall warnings, and that did affect some Wyoming roads. So I'm looking at those roads right now, and I wanted to update you on them. If you're trying to get from Cheyenne to Laramie, either way, forget about it. That's close. If you're between Wheatland and Douglas on the interstate, or you're planning to be there, that is really white-knuckle driving. They would rather you didn't unless you really had to. It's open, but, you know, heavy caution. Same thing going north of Casper on I-25, all the way up to Buffalo. Same kind of really white-knuckle driving, only if you really have to, they'd rather you didn't. Now, between Buffalo and Sheridan, I-25 is, I'm sorry, that's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's I-90 at that point. That's close. Also, I-90 between Buffalo and Gillette is close. Now, if you're thinking, well, there's 1416 up that way, they're close. If you're in KC or in that area and you wanted to, or you're in Midwest for that matter, and you want to head into Campbell County or back, that no, that's all of those in fact i'll give you the numbers for those roads here i'm talking about 192 and highway 387 and also highway 50 in campbell county all of those are closed so that's the sort of the damage that was done oh and 14a if you want to go over the bighorns on highway 14 all right, so you climb up on Highway 14, and you can continue on 14 down to Grable. Do not take four, try to take 14A. That is closed. All right, so those are some of the highways that are closed out there. I'll keep that up to date during the course of the morning because, well, a lot's going to be changing as the sun comes up. But that's one squall that moved through the area, and most of the storm was just ice. And I heard from one guy who's in the Neutrona County area who drives a snowplow, and he sent me a note just warning everybody, a lot of ice, 
Just so you know, a lot of ice out here. All right, some of the stories coming across Cowboy State Daily this morning. Wyoming ban on child sex change surgery passes Senate 26 to 5. Concern over court challenges, however. The stories that, well, on that note, in fact, let me look it up before I get into the story real quick here for the state of Wyoming. One of the stories that I came across, which is not a big surprise to me, that says doctors say any child who's having gender confusion as a child, they grow out of it. That's one of the stories. Uh, let me get just into the gist of it. Uh, leading experts on pediatric gender medicine say that children will grow out of their gender confusion. We're talking about young kids here, very young kids. It's important to accept a child, just let them work their way through all that and all sorts of other problems. And then as they get older, they start to realize who and what they are and so on. But at a very young age, there's a lot of confusion. You got a skull, as Rush Limbaugh used to say, a skull full of mush. They don't understand a whole lot at that point. They're really confused about a lot of things. That will change as they get older. Okay, but into the story here in Wyoming. Though the Wyoming Senate passed Cole's law with almost no difficulty, the bill may have a feature that could land it in the courts if it becomes law. That's Senate File 144, if you want to look it up. The proposal would forbid doctors from performing or prescribing transgender-related treatments for kids and would restrict insurance companies from covering such treatments as well as in the state of Wyoming. It sailed through its first two Senate votes this week with almost no discussion on the chamber floor. However, Senator Stephen Papa's Republican Cheyenne paused the third floor vote Wednesday due to concerns that the bill's provision against insurance companies could hamstring the law in court challenges. The Senate did not act on his concerns. The majority of the senators, including uh, Papas, who voted for the bill, 26 in favor, 5 against the bill. Wednesday also did not produce any fiery discussion of the bill. However, the sponsor, Senator Anthony Bouchard, reported that insurance companies did not oppose the bill during a committee hearing that they had. So, yeah, committee hearings and no insurance companies showed up to say anything about it. The five delegates who voted against Cole's law were Republican Senator. Well, it talks about who the different ones, Kale Case, uh, Jim Anderson, Eason Casper, Democrat Senator Chris Rothfuss Laramie, and Mike Gerardo of Jackson. And a lot of times it's a good idea when someone's voting against a bill to ask specifically why, because in many cases, someone's voting for or, or, or voting down a bill that you think, well, they should vote for that, but they vote it down because of the language that's in the bill, because of how it's written or a concern. They might be in favor of the concept or idea of the bill, but have a concern that would make them say, but not in its present form. So if any of your representatives voted against it or for it and you disagree with that, it's a good idea to get a hold of them and find out why. On this and any other issues, oftentimes language in the bill makes them stop and go, eh. In, in Wyoming, it's really different. I wish we did this on the federal level. In Wyoming, when you look at a bill, the very top paragraph tells you 
this is what the bill is about. And that's it. It's a short paragraph describing what the bill is about, and we're done. Nothing else can be added to it. Then they have a short little area where they describe what certain words mean. So there's no confusion about what they're talking about. In this bill, this word means this. This word means this. That word means this. So it's all spelled out for you. Then the bill is written in very short, concise language so anybody can understand it. Washington, D.C., however, they can attach whatever they want. Words can mean whatever they want. Things get bigger and bigger. So nobody has any idea what a bill's about. So sometimes a bill is offered up, and it, it sounds like something you would want your senator or representative to vote for. But then you get into the meat of the bill, and you find out, oh, there's good reason to vote against it because a bunch of junk was attached to it. Well, we don't do that in Wyoming. All right, the story goes on to say Wyoming Insurance Commissioner Jeff Rood said the bill would indeed create friction between state and federal laws. Quote, under the Affordable Care Act, or as I call it, Obamascare, the Unaffordable Care Act, a requirement for care, and it involves gender identity, sexual orientation, things of that nature, is, well, there's a requirement for care. But as with other medical treatments, the patient must demonstrate that the desired treatment is medically necessary to win coverage, he added. It puts insurers in a difficult spot, he continued, adding that it's Wyoming's, not insurance companies, that would be sued following any kind of a dispute. Since we, Wyoming, brought the law, the insurance companies will say, well, we haven't done anything wrong. We can't go talk to Wyoming. There's a similar lawsuit in other states following such legislation, he said. So if they got this passed in its current form, there's a good possibility that it wouldn't, uh, it would be challenged in its current form. 715, Wake Up Wyoming. The same. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. is the time it's wake up wyoming my name is glenn woods thanks for joining me rianne in fort danger is having coffee issues this morning she's had plenty of coffee but it hasn't kicked in yet yeah she's sending me notes and she's not really all that coherent. here's the problem she will since she's having coffee issues and it's not really kicking in she'll drink too much coffee and then it's all going to kick in at once the good news is Boy, is that house going to be clean when she finally... And then she's going to crash, and man, is she going to sleep this afternoon. So, the ups and downs of all. She just sent me this article from Oil City News. Stop Red Flags Act dies in Wyoming House. House Bill 250 here in Wyoming. Would have stopped police or family from intervening in someone's ability to purchase or use a firearm if that person shows signs of being a threat to themselves or others. So Wyoming House bill, the story says, aimed at prohibiting law enforcement and family members from going to court and saying this person is a red flag. I mean, there's something wrong. They are a mess. They're going to hurt themselves. They're going to hurt other people. House Bill 250, known as the Stop Red Flags Act, Red Flag Act, would have stopped police and family from intervening in someone's ability to purchase or use a firearm if they are showing actual signs of being a threat to themselves or others. It would have also penalized any officer who attempted to confiscate a person's firearm or ammunition. And so now, if you're wondering why would you stop that, well.
There are some people who will use that in a nefarious way to disarm somebody who doesn't have a problem. But what about those people who are a problem? Yeah, someone who legitimately is an issue and something needs to be done. That's the sticking point here because there's two situations at play. Another one, here's a bill that would give Wyoming doctors a free pass to prescribe alternative drugs for COVID. The Wyoming high. This is one of those things I look at and I think, how is this even an issue? If, as long as what they're prescribing is not harmful, but okay. Cowboy State Daily Story says the Wyoming House of Representatives wants doctors to have a lot of latitude in prescribing medications to treat COVID-19. Remember, California had a big fight about this. They want doctors to only prescribe what the government says. The Senate Labor, Health, and Social Services Committee wrestled with House Bill 119 on Wednesday morning, which would authorize Wyoming physicians to prescribe off-label medications. This practice prescribed a drug for a different purpose than what the Federal Drug Administration had approved for general accepted uh, non-Medicaid patients in Wyoming. But State Representative Sarah Penn, Republican Riverton, who is the lead sponsor of House Bill 119, said that since the beginning of the COVID pandemic, more pressure has been put on providers, doctors, to do, well, different kinds of treatment. Not just one type, but there's many different ideas out there as to how to treat this. Quote, we have a need to protect and preserve the integrity of the practice of medicine, Penn said, adding that overall about 20 to 30 percent of all prescribed or are prescriptions for off-label are for off-label medicine. Penn said many of Wyoming doctors are warned against treating COVID with off-label medications and sometimes sometimes had their discretion taken away altogether. Quote, they were worried about the risk of license and risk of livelihood. So although Penn had no providers, whether they actually lost their license, certain providers were fired for prescribing them. She also said that Wyoming Medical Board warned against using, I can never pronounce all of this, hydrochloric, Quinn, you know, that long one, uh, for treating COVID, saying it would violate the state's Medical Practice Act. The federal state medical board, of which Wyoming is a member, of, also issued a statement in July of 2021, warning that spreading misinformation and disinformation about the effective treatments of COVID could risk disciplinary inaction. So, uh, see, this gets down to, again, freedom of speech, freedom of thought. What if other people have different ideas? Yeah, this gets into also what actually does work and what snake oil, right? Quote, we have a situation where the threat of discipline in many cases was effective as the discipline itself, Penn said. I truly believe, Penn said, uh, lives were lost. The excuse that was used is that we can't use it because it's off-label. The medications have been around for about 35 years, the ones that were used, and other over-the-counter in many other countries. So the story goes on to say, Penn said her bill would not prevent medical boards from taking action against a doctor for negligence. During the pandemic, there was intense focus in place on what medications and what could effectively fight the virus. 
I remember a lot of debate over different kinds of treatment on this. People were going back and forth on what would work. Even the president said, well, I'm taking this hydroxychloroquine thing. And there was a lot of debate back and forth. It was that was a legitimate thing or not. Which uh, both the FDA approved for treating certain illnesses, but not for COVID. We have, um, here's a quote, an opportunity to learn from the, the events of the past couple of years, Penn said. We need to be prepared for something that might come next. So according to the medical journal, the Lancet uh, 24-7, mostly small clinical trials were launched spring of 2020 to evaluate things like, why do they keep putting this word up in front of me? Hydrochloric I can never pronounce it, uh, to prevent COVID. The medication was endorsed by a handful of sources out there, but the Food and Drug Administration revoked it. So here, you this is where you have some in the medical profession saying, no, this works, you should do this. And then others who are more official saying, no, you shouldn't, but who's right? New England Journal of Medicine reported 2022 that 60 randomized trials of, well, different treatments have been registered with results that were inconsistent. Penn's bill would apply for a prescription for all Wyoming residents. So the Department of Health, specific to Medicaid, the ability to authorize Medicaid funds could be challenged. In cases like this, though, personally, I would not. You know, oftentimes people, when they go to the doctor and they're sick with whatever it might be, COVID, whatever it might be, they're sick with something, and they want to get a certain treatment, their doctor says this is what you should do. They agree with their doctor. So they try to go through their insurance company or Medicaid and they're told no. Well, hang on, who's supposed to be in charge of your healthcare? If you answered, well, I'm supposed to be in charge of my own healthcare. You're right, you are. It's your body, it's your life. It should be ultimately your decision as to what you wanna do with your own healthcare. Uh, your doctor is offering the best advice that he knows. If you don't like his advice, go find another doctor. But your doctor is offering the best advice. But here are the insurance companies and, again, government, if you're using Medicaid, for example, telling you no. In which case, you're just going to have to reach into your own pocket and make the decision yourself. Okay, I think part of the problem is so many people have set themselves up so... The only thing that they rely on when they go to see a doctor is, well, I'm seeing the doctor, so I have to use my insurance. There's other ways to take care of this. If you want to do something different, it should be your choice, in my opinion. And so if you're going to do that, you're not going to go through Medicaid or Medicare or your insurance company. You're just going to have to pay for it out of pocket if you want to make your own decisions. Coming up on, that's why I don't like the idea of government-run health care in general. The decision should be yours, not some committee somewhere. Coming up on 7.30, local news coming your way. Right after local news, update on your weather forecast. Let's wake up, Wyoming. on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app.
46 at the time. Let's wake up in Wyoming. Stepping away from regular news for a minute because I got updates. Now, we got a call this morning. Miss Mary had to step out uh, because one of our on-air personalities here at our studios was on his way to work, and I assume he sounds like he's okay. But, you know, got into a, a wreck, apparently. I'll find out when he gets here exactly what happened. But it's icy out there in some places. It's really, really, really icy out there. So current road conditions still from Cheyenne to Laramie not happening. That's close. Interstate or Happy Jack, doesn't matter. The roads are better from Cheyenne all the way up to Casper, although use extreme caution. A lot of ice there. Also, I had noted this uh, earlier, Laramie County. Okay, so if you're around Highway 213, 215, 218, and that's like the highway in front of Burns, the highway in front of Aladdin, from Pine Bluffs North, that area. Okay, those roads are closed. Uh, let's see, some other areas. Okay, let's say you're in Casper and you want to go north. It's white-knuckle driving up I-25. Now, once you get to Buffalo, you're not going any farther north than I-20. I'm sorry, an I-80. There is an area from Sheridan to uh, up north a little bit, but you're not going to make it to the Montana border. That's closed. There was another one. Oh, let's say you're in Rollins and you want to head up to Muddy Gap. You can start off, but it's going to close before you get to Muddy Gap. Now, let's say you're in Midwest or around KC area, uh, and or on. You're just going to go from there. You're trying to get into Campbell County, so those roads are closed, and that would be 387 and 192. Also, Highway 50, Campbell County is closed. Between Buffalo and Gillette, I-80 is closed. So if you're thinking, well, I'll just go around. I'll get on 14, 16, that area. No, you're not. That's closed, too. And that's really just because of a whole lot of ice that came into the area last night. We had this system blow through. I'm going to be talking to um, Don Day in just a bit from Day Weather. And he has part of that's just going to be road conditions now that course as the sun gets up today it's a bit on the cool side it'll take a little while for that to melt off but you should have clear roads later this afternoon i would think i'm going to ask him about it and he does a road report at 8:15 in the morning so that will be part of his road report as well so we just had this it, it was a squall i don't know about you my phone was going off I have it set for that, letting me know that, hey, there's a squall coming through the area. All right. Let's go ahead and take – well, that's what happened last night. That's why the roads are such a mess. All right. Let's go ahead and take a look at what's happening with your legislative report. Then I'll get Don Day on the lines. Wake up, Wyoming. Use the chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. Coming up on 745, it's Wake Up Wyoming. Don Day's on the line with me. Don, yesterday my phone starts going off with these alerts saying that there's a squall coming our way. And I'm thinking, oh, that doesn't look so bad as I'm looking out my front windows. This morning I thought maybe I should just put on ice skates to get to work. It's slick out there. It is. And, you know, these snow squall alerts, this is something new that's happened over the last few years. They didn't used to put out alerts for this, but a snow squall is basically a a snow shower of enough intensity to where your visibility drops very quickly. You have a heavy period of snow and wind and bad visibility. And then just as quickly as they got here, they're gone. 
but they can leave behind really slick conditions. And especially when they happen in the afternoon, you know, the sun will be out, the pavement warms up, then you get this snow shower to come through and it wets everything down, then it freezes. And that's kind of a, a lot of the icy conditions that you're experiencing right now. Boy, these snow showers yesterday and last night and this morning causing a real mess on roads yeah. and highways in central and northeast Wyoming. I heard really bad conditions on 59 between Douglas and Gillette yesterday. Yeah, and I've been giving road reports all morning long. There's whole sections of uh, not just main highways for a while, the back highways that are closed down as well. So do we warm up nicely and it melts off? Uh, we are gradually going to be warmer. Not okay. today. Today's going to be cold. Burr. Um, you know, temperatures are going nowhere today, and it's going to be a cold night tonight. But Friday through Monday, temperatures moderate. Now, it's all relative in what you call nice. Uh, Will it be 50 degrees nice? Yeah. No, but it'll be 30s and maybe some lower 40s nice in some areas. And that combined with the fact that the sun's out a little longer and a little higher, uh, it will make it uh, not bad, really, here once we get beyond today. Okay, see, I worry, as you talk about this, road conditions, because we could wind up with a situation that it just stays icy for a while. Yeah, and I think we're still there. I mean, okay. we're only February 9th, and and we're, we're, we're not quite there yet to where you really start to see the erosion of a lot of the drifting and the snow cover, at least on a wide-scale basis, till later in the month or early March, and however you put together three or four days where you don't get any new snow you get the sun out and you warm up a little bit you're you're going to make a little bit of progress in that ice and snow uh, but it it's it's doesn't take much for all that to go away and you know we we definitely see tuesday night and wednesday snow chances returning to the state and probably some arctic air as well um, there's a lot of indications there's a lot of cold left this winter so uh, yeah. a lot of the snow you see at the end of your driveway at the end of your sidewalk, while it might shrink a little bit, a lot of it's going to be around for a while. Okay. Now, weekend looks relatively nice. And by relatively, I mean, it depends on which relative you ask, Aunt Martha or Uncle Bob. That's right. And where they live. Yeah. <laughs> so it just looks like it's it's warmer. It's nice. Some areas can be on the breezy side, though. I notice that. Yeah, there'll be some wind, um, you know, but not as strong as the last couple of days. So. Generally speaking, for February, and based on how the winter has gone so far, it really doesn't look all that bad. Yeah. Uh, but you have to keep your expectations in, in check. It's just uh, this has been uh, a really long winter, and there's yeah. more to come. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day with Day Weather. Well, there you go. Keep in mind, and I will have more road condition reports coming your way because... Yeah, it's been slick out there. In fact, I even think we're well, heading over to the icebox real quick. I got to check on them. Apparently, our friend down the hallway, DJ Nike, might have got into a little slip and slide on the way to work, Frank. Oh, did he? Yeah, possibly. I'll go ahead and see. Mary went out to pick him up, see if he's okay. What? Now, talk about what? a ripoff. Well, that, now I worry about Mary being out there. You know, talk about a ripoff though. Get a load of this. <clears throat> so, around Midwest Wyoming. Yes. That school and Red Creek Elementary School closed today because of all the ice. And the roads around them are closed because of all the ice, right? Okay. And you know if Wyoming highways close, it's bad. Yes. But then it's a virtual learning day. Oh, no. There's no more snow days. No, no, no. Or, or bad road or days. Or even, yeah. Talk about, Log we've on. talked about this before. That's a ripoff, Frank. Here's the thing. They say, okay, we're going to learn today remotely. Yeah. That means the kids have to log in. Yes. So that's a choice for the kids to make. 
You, you think, always, you think okay. 100% of the kids are going to log in? I would say, if I was a kid, well, I'm sorry, but the internet went down at my house. Yeah, you know, my keyboard froze. Yeah, you know. there you go. So, so yeah. you know, even though it's technically a learning day, yeah. you're asking those kids to actually physically go out and, and log in <laughs> when they're at home and yeah. they're in their sweats and they're, yeah. you know, playing video games. Oh, really? I'm not logging yeah. in today. To hell with that. And then think about the teacher, because we're talking about the students. No, you know, well, I the know. teachers are going, oh, come on, I could have had a day I off. I know, and there's only two people logged in. And, you know, <laughs> so now that means that the teacher is half at work. And what I mean by half at work is they're still wearing their pajama bottoms. Well, yeah. Yeah. But what's nice is the they're in their house, and the coffee pot's right there, and mm -hmm. the kitchen's yeah. right there. So they can go ahead and teach from home with all of the comforts of home. And what do you want to bet that while they're teaching on the other side of the computer screen or the other side of the camera, the television's on? Oh, yeah. Or their, I mean, kid, or, or their, or their kids have, like, toys stuck in their hair or something. Yeah, something like that, yeah. No, no, I honestly take a look at this, and I think I admire, Frank, like you wouldn't believe, modern technology, and I use it. I am a huge fan of modern technology, but sometimes it really is a ripoff that these kids and the teachers can't get a day off when the weather's just nasty around them. They didn't even get a day off during COVID. See? They still I mean, had to show up They still work. had to go to school. Of course they did. Men's college basketball, another game, another loss for the Wyoming Cowboys. They were they dropped a 69-59 decision to UNLV in Laramie last night. Cowboys are a woeful 2-9 and nine in Mountain West play and 7-16 and 16 overall. They are a woeful from the three-point line, going 5 of 25, shot just 38% from the field. UW has a super-depleted roster with just seven guys seeing action last night, led by Hunter Maldonado with 17 points. UNLV improved to 5-7 and seven in league play, 16-8 and eight overall. The Cowboys will be on the road at Boise State on Saturday. One reason for this depleted roster for the Cowboys has been injuries, and the other, and there's been a ton, the other reason is that the three transfer portal players uh, Ethan Anderson, Jake Kyman, and Max Ogbopolo all left the team this week. They could have left on their own, or they were ran off by head coach Jeff Linder. Either way, it's a train wreck. Now Anderson and Ogbopolo came to Laramie from Southern Cal. Anderson has been averaging eight points a game, but hardly played last week. Ogbopolo has barely played lately, and he had averaging five points a game. Kyman, who came to Laramie from UCLA, has been hurt, and he was averaging four points a game. These three guys were supposed to be transfer portal boosts for the Cowboys in hopes of returning to the NCAA tournament. Turns out these three guys are transfer portal busts. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls will host Utah State tonight in Laramie. The Cowgirls are coming off an excruciating three-point loss to Colorado State over the weekend. So they sit at 8-4 and four in Mountain West play, 15-8 and eight overall. Utah State comes into tonight's game with a brutal record of 1-11 in league play and 4-19 and overall. That's a 6.30 star from the AA tonight. In junior college basketball, the Casper College women rated 17th in the country, survived LCCC in Cheyenne last night, 70-68 to 68 to get the 22 and three on the year. Sandra Fro Garcia with 23 points and 10 assists for Casper. LCCC was led by Lila Spring with 28. They dropped to 16 and 8. Casper College men are 19 and 5 after a 91-84 win over LTRIP last night at the Story Gym. Jalen Harris led the Tebers with 24. Xavier McCord threw in 28 for the Golden Eagles. They are now 13 and 9. Casper College will host Northwest Apollo in women's and men's play on Saturday. LCCC will host Central Wyoming on Saturday. High school wrestling tonight in Casper. Kelly Walsh will be at the Tron at 6 p.m. for the annual, annual Miller Cup. Cheyenne Central will be at Cheyenne East for a duel tonight, and Laramie will be at Cheyenne South, and that's in sports. And already, I suppose, you're making your weekend plans. Since well, you know what? It's the Super Bowl, and I'm going to work in the morning and watch the game if it's starting oh, at 4.30. Okay. You know, so, so you got it, you know, and, and I know you're into the snackage thing. You yes. Know, so there's going to be a run. Okay. 
I'm popping chips and pretzels and yes. you know wings. Go and, get them today. You know, and anything that you know is it's it, basically what it's come down to is the Super Bowl is a national holiday. Yes, of course it. Yes, and that's why you should have Monday off so you can recover. And you should go to the store today. Oh, well, not when it's icy. Well, yeah, but games not until Sunday. Don't wait. No, don't wait to the last minute, Frank. Nothing will be left. Well, go to, on your way. You're going to go home today, right? Yeah. Okay. Stop on the way home. Pick up because it's not going to be there Sunday, Frank. I'm telling you right now, and, and then I'm going to have to hear you complain Monday. All right, I'll go. I'll go soon. You, Coming up on some local business, we have to take care of. We're going to get into news time, national, local update on the weather forecast. Oh, and then as we do our open phones thing, we got a couple of road reports. It is slick out there. I mean, in some areas, really bad. So we'll get you up to date on that too. And your phone calls. Wake up, Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Got a guest online, but hold on just a moment, Cody, before I go ahead and get to you. We've already had some, and apparently some of the roads out there are really slick across Wyoming. In fact, even one of our own personalities here at a radio station got into a wreck. He's okay, but his vehicle's not on the way to work just well, because it's been so icy out there this morning. So I've been watching road conditions all morning long, and especially when you're on the east side of Wyoming, where most of that squall went through. A lot of those roads are either closed or very dangerous, and the road might be open, but it might be slick. There's some areas, I just mentioned Midwest. The poor kids in Midwest, school is closed in Midwest Wyoming, but they still have to show up virtually. Several pe- Yeah, doesn't that suck? Several people sent me notes because I keep doing this. I, 90, I 90, I almost said it again, between Buffalo and Gillette is closed. And you're not getting around it because the Midwest route is closed, 1416 over that, that's closed. That's just ice. Now, the reason I keep saying 80 is because what road is always closed? Exactly. This time it's a section of 90, and my brain is just not warping around this. There's other areas closed, too. And if I zoom on down, let's head over to Pine Bluffs, Aladdin, Burns, that's all closed. Cheyenne to Laramie, that's all closed. And other stuff is just really slick. So please be extra careful because that road more yesterday, just the storm that blew through more than anything else just produced a lot of ice. Cody's down in Carpenter, so I suppose it's all slick down there too, right, Cody? Oh, yeah, I haven't yeah. been out too much yet. The wind's blowing about, well. Okay. Uh, 40, 50 mile an hour, nasty, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, said, well, between the ice and the wind, hey, you'll be able to get somewhere on the cheap. Yeah. yeah just, uh, Cody. That's right. <laughs> Calling me because he and I both have a pet peeve about carbon sequestration, as useless as it is in the state of Wyoming, and yet Wyoming's still engaging in it. And so have, are you, have you started or are you part of an organization to fight it, this? Yeah, and, and that's what the big thing. You know, I didn't necessarily have a big cause. I was wanting to further a day. I'm not trying to sell anybody anything. I just I just wanted to provide some information to the listeners because there's, there's, there's some stuff progressing and happening. We, 
what what has happened is uh, Tallgrass Energy was the first one that really started looking into it. Now we've had several others. So we got together a group of landowners. It's called the Wyoming Nebraska Poor Space Owners Association, and then we hired Bud Fallon Law Firm in, in Cheyenne to represent us. And it's not to try to fight tall grass; it's basically to try to to negotiate with them to make sure that we are, you know, well taken care of as far as um, you know the leases and 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 trespassing and, and all of the pipelines and everything that's going to be happening with this. Early on, I, I have to admit that I kind of thought. Uh, this probably nothing's really going to happen. I mean, this is a crazy idea, you know. There's going to be a big talk and all this stuff, and maybe they'll do a little bit of leasing, and it'll probably nothing happen. Well, I, I was wrong. There's a, uh, you know, a large uh, drill rig, one of true, true uh, drillings, drill rigs here, setting up here just east of Carpenter, and they're drilling a, a test hole now. So, the, the injection wells are, are class six uh, injection well, which is set up by the EPA. And so they have to drill this this test well first to, to log all of the formations and figure out exactly how they want to do it. And then after the test well is drilled, this this particular hole they'll transition into a monitoring well. And then and then they're hoping to start injecting next year in 2024. Okay. So which is so kind of, you know, kind uh, of it, do they have any confidence? I guess they do that what they inject down there will stay down there. Well, you know. I, you and I agree on this. You know, it's, just, it's a silly, silly. But on the same hand, you know, the the, the moral dilemma is, is we still live in this world. And we still gotta, still gotta get along. You know, we still gotta figure out how to, you know, how, how to play the game. Because mm-hmm. if we could just be adamant about not having anything to do with it, and they would still do it, and it would probably still get injected under our property, and, and right. we wouldn't get compensated. So, I, so to answer your question there. Yes, you know, as much as I hate to admit it, that there is a lot of science, and, and there's a, you know, they're going to inject down to 9,800 feet is the bottom of it, okay. uh, you know, which is below the Codell and the Niobrara and all these oil formations, and then there's, there's this cap rock. There's this there's this huge, thick layer of rock down there that they are very, very certain of that will hold it down there below all of that, and, and that's why they're... One of the reasons they're targeting this this area because the, the geology is supposedly excellent to be able to, to put it here. That, that's reason one. The second reason, and probably the biggest reason actually, is that, and I don't, a lot of people may not realize this, but Wyoming actually is one of, I think, only two states, Wyoming and North Dakota, that has primacy over the EPA on this subject. So this is this is you know, under the jurisdiction of the federal government, the EPA. But Wyoming filed the paperwork and got everything done several years ago to prove to the feds that we were capable of managing it ourselves. So they gave us the authority to manage this within our state here. So what that means is way less paperwork, way quicker to be able to get permits and and, and cheaper for the companies to do that and everything else. And, of course, now all the other states have seen what we've done, and they're all anxious to get primacy in their state. But they're talking about taking five to ten years to get through the bureaucracy. Oh, of course, to get yeah. 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 So, Nothing can get so, done immediately when it can get done immediately. So what is yeah. the uh, end game, if you will, or the strategy of your group? What is it that you're worried about and what you want to accomplish? Well, we just we want to make sure that we're getting a fair a fair lease and we want to you know we're you know make sure we're protected against liability and and uh, you know, if they come onto our property and damage it, we're compensated. And and so the t- tall grass and Conoco Phillips and or Phillips sixty six, whatever it's called. And there's there's several, other, and there's two or three other groups that are all trying to lease up this poor space. 
out here. And, you know, I just can't stress to anybody listening, if you have a landman show up on your doorstep with a contract, do not sign it. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. the initial offers they have are, are very poor. You know, they're just, I mean, they're, I have a hard time having a positive thing to say about them because, to me, they're just, just, just scum of the earth trying to sucker people into signing these bad, these bad contracts. So, so what I would recommend is you, is you join our group, you know, so, so we have a, you know, a reasonable fee that you, and, and so basically we share the cost of the lawyer, of the lawyers, of the, you know, between the whole group of people. And, and so that makes our cost way cheaper, one, but also two, it gives us a lot of leverage because now we've got, we represent 50 or 100,000 acres that we can go to these groups and say, hey, you know, if you want to deal with us, this is what we're, you know, we require, but mm-hmm. you also get to make a deal on a lot of acres of one, one sure. you know, felt swoop. Rather yeah, than, yeah. You know, and so. if you're all working together, that's a lot more power than one lone guy out there trying to yeah. protect his land. Yeah. What, what do you always say? Yeah. Victory goes to those who show up. So show up. Yeah. So we're yeah. we're trying to show up and get a group together, and it's being pretty effective. And I think okay. we're I think we're going to get a good deal for everybody. But but I you know the, the several things this morning. One, well, just I wanted everybody to know about the group, and if you're interested in joining to to uh, get a hold of the Bud Fallon Law Firm, um, I can also to do that exactly but anyway that'd probably be the best way actually just get a hold of them and they can get you the contract and to sign so it's a $300 minimum to join it with a maximum of $2,500 and based on a dollar an acre so if you have less than 300 acres you still got to pay 300 bucks and if you've got 10,000 acres you only have to pay 2,500 um, to, to be able to, to join it that one the, sec- the you know the second one just letting everybody know that that big rig here in east of Carpenter is not an oil rig that's actually the drill rig for the test hole so there's stuff happening the, the third thing is is i don't know if a lot of people in the state realize how much the state of wyoming has invested in this you know and the, the push that that we're you know that the politicians and stuff which you know is debatable whether that's good or bad I, I tend to disagree with it but but i was fairly shocked to learn at the money and the effort that, that the state has put into to getting this set up you know and which is, I don't know. What, what do you think? I really think the whole thing is ridiculous. Honestly, I, I would have just said, don't, as we talked about yesterday in this, the idea is, well, we're going to appease these people so we can continue in Wyoming's business of coal, gas, and oil. Because, you see, we can capture that evil CO2 and put it in the ground. And the answer is, how's that working? Because they're still trying to shut us completely down. They don't care. Yeah, that's right. It's just, it's you know, they're throw, you know, throwing a child to the wolves that did every yeah. stop the wolves, you know, and not really. And 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 back to the whole comment with with most of the screen energy. You just look at this drill rig. I mean, holy mackerel, are they spending millions of dollars and yeah. and 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 the the amount of you know diesel and and electricity being burnt to to do this, uh-huh. you know, to save the carbon. You know, I mean, I, I bet they're probably gonna. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. But then you got to wonder, and I do, I'm going to toss this out now as just a theory of mine. We'll see. So, okay, I would bet that some CO2 does get stored underground, but also to save a lot of money, as companies tend to do, how would anyone know if they didn't capture CO, a lot of the CO2 and bring it to you and store it underground? What if they just let it go? How would anybody <laughs> well, know? 
Well, that, we've, we've made that joke several times about, you know, well, how about they just let us take it? You know, I'll, yeah. I'll dispose of it for them. Give me the, give me the 20 million bucks and I'll, yeah, I'll get rid I'll of it for you. Yeah, Yeah, not a problem. But it, to, to be completely brutally honest, there, there's, you know, and I, and I hate to be in defense of the project or the government much, but it is very, very uh, secure. I mean, you know, the, the whole injection process, the monitoring, I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, the level of, of regulations and people involved and, and and monitoring of it is humongous. I mean, there's, there's, it's not. I mean, it's a high level deal yeah. with meters and monitoring, and and I mean, it, it's pretty impressive. We, we are safe. They're not going to damage the groundwater. They're not going to, you know, they're not, you know, they're not going to hurt anything okay. in the short term. You know, I mean, I, it's hard to believe. You know, you're going to shove all this stuff in the ground, and you would think there'd be some repercussion at some point. I mean, you right. know, yeah. So. That's okay. Well, the okay. mole people are going to be really upset with us. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Cody. I yep. keep you up Thanks to date on this product. I, as it progresses, I'd like to hear more about it. Okay. So if anything else comes up, I'll let you know. All right. Thank you. Eight eighteen is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. This travel network all across Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K two Radio. Join in at eight 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 ninety seven Woods or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Eight twenty two is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods. Phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. My sister in Lake Wells, Florida, just sent me a note. Sounds like Wyoming is closed again. Good point. Warning. We're sorry, but due to winter conditions, Wyoming is closed. If you are interested in winter recreation or just passing through, we just can't help you right now. Honestly, we're okay with it. Y'all are crazy out there, and we needed a break. It's cold. Yeah, it has been that bad. One of our fellow employees here at the station who does a uh, show down the hallway for me, his car's sold. He's okay, I'm glad to say, but yeah, his car's sold. He just got into a bit of a wipeout with somebody else during, uh, well, there's a lot of ice out there. That's why when you heard that road report, and I will continue to update that throughout the morning show, but you can go ahead and check YDOT for that as to what sections of Wyoming are disclosed. And, Sister Deer, a storm that blew through yesterday... And it blew through really fast, but mostly it just left a load of ice all over the place. A little bit of snow, mostly ice. All right, let's get on with this part. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. (coughs) Dave, (coughs) all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple Eight 97 Woods, the phone number that's 888-97-W-O-O-D. Oh, that's right. I did pick up this. Uh, where did I put it? Hang on. Well, I think I might have closed something that I didn't mean to close. So there's that, and then there's this over here. Okay, so the first story that I have from the Wyoming legislative body has to do with cigarettes and other tobacco products. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette. 
Tell St. Peter at the Golden Gate that you hate to make him wait, but you just gotta have another cigarette. So taxes on cigarettes, and I've heard all the arguments before. You've heard me make this argument. We raise taxes on cigarettes and fewer people smoke. No, you're just forcing smoking underground. I know I've given this example so many times, but I'm going to do it again. The highest tax cigarettes and highest regulated cigarettes in the United States, making them the most expensive cigarettes in the United States, New York City. If you would like to get cigarettes that are completely unregulated and untaxed, go to New York City because the underground economy is booming. Here in Wyoming, according to Cap City News, cigarette tax bill dies in committee. Cigar Senate file continues. Now, with the cigar thing, it's a matter of the way they tax cigars. Premium cigars are a bit different. These things are aged, hand-rolled over years. It's like if you were to go buy a premium bottle of wine that's been aged for a very long time and cared for for a very long time. Premium tobacco does the same thing. So when a cigar shop buys a bunch of cigars and they put them in their big walk-in humidor, Things can happen to the cigars that could damage it for various reasons. Well, before they had to, the cigar shop owner would have to pay taxes up front. The moment he bought the cigars, he has to pay the tax. But then what happens if the cigars end up in the discount bin? But he's already paid full taxes. He's eating a lot of cost here. He's losing a lot of money. So the owner of some cigar shops in Wyoming, including... Uh, what in, in Casper, Wyoming, decided to go ahead and talk to Wyoming legislators, which they did successfully. Can we just change the cigar tax so basically you get taxed on a cigar at the point of purchase? So if we had to discount it, it's at the point of purchase, at the discount. We're not losing so much money. So here's the story, Cheyenne, Wyoming, a bill that would have raised taxes for cigarettes died in committee Tuesday. The one for cigars moves on. House Bill 58, cigarette tax, dead. And it would have changed the taxes for those products from $0.03 cents to $0.5.2 cents per pack. Uh, I'm sorry, for tax, I'm sorry, not, for, not per pack, for each cigarette. Yeah, you would have been paid $0.5.2 cents for each cigarette you smoked. Senate File 42, taxation of cigar aims to set the maximum tax for cigars to not exceed more than 30% point of purchase. The tax would be placed on cigars, snuff, and tobacco products except cigarettes and most snuff purchases or imported into the state by a wholesale or retailer. The 30 cent tax is actually a lesser tax than what it's been up until now and would also apply to the use or storage of consumers snuff and other such tobacco products. Okay, so that's where they are right now. So every single, it seems, I have to go back and check. It seems like every single year there's someone out there is trying to up the tobacco tax, the cigarette tax especially. And every single year they seem to fail at it. And once again, the answer is if you are trying to get people to top, to stop smoking, making cigarettes more expensive at the retail level, it doesn't do that. It's been shown over and over again. You're just sending them somewhere else to buy what they want. If you want people to stop smoking or using dip or something like that, you're going to have to convince them a different way. Okay, Raising taxes and regulations have never worked. Hello, Ed. He's in Warland. When CO2 gets pumped downhill, isn't the formation going to have to be 
framed in order to absorb. They're pumping it down so far, way, 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 way down rock formation, so it can't come back up. That's Ed from Orland. How's the ice out there, Ed? Local, no, seriously, it's slick out there. Local news, weather forecast, more open phones. Wake up, Wyoming. Wyoming from boring morning radio. That man is Glenn Woods. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Eight thirty-six is the time to wake up Wyoming. Paul just sent me a note here, and was it Treco? Is your name? I hope I didn't put your name there, Paul. Okay, so he sent me a name that had to do with the Wyoming movie, or mo- making movies and television shows in Wyoming. You've probably noticed that not a lot of television shows or movies are made in Wyoming, even though they say they're located in Wyoming they go somewhere else. And a lot of that has to do with incentives by states and even countries like Canada that give a lot of money to Hollywood. Hey, come make your movies here, right? Okay, Wyoming doesn't do that, and I'm one of those who agrees because I hate subsidies of all kinds. I really do. I'd love to see it all come to an end, all subsidies. But that's a whole different topic. Maybe I'll get into it. We'll see. But here we go. Again, Cowboy State Daily, legislators shoot down film incentives again. The Big Sky, the story says, and Joe Pickett, television shows, aren't likely to get a Wyoming setting anytime, even though they're supposed to be in Wyoming. They're not going to get actual Wyoming setting to create them. House Bill 92 would have created rebates for filmmakers who shoot their Wyoming storylines in the Cowboy State, but it died on the floor. It was a large number of bills that made it out of committee, but you know, not to the floor. Okay, now, here's where... There's a difference between a subsidy and a tax break. Those are two different things. And I've had people in the past call me and say, oh, they're the same thing. No, they're not. Here's the difference. If you own a company and you've done business, you've done it honestly, and you've earned a profit, now you want to either increase the size of your business, maybe buy new equipment, repair old equipment, maintenance work, hire new employees, whatever the case is. Doing stuff like that is good for community business in general, not just your own business. And so it's often incentivized by giving you a tax break, which means you get to keep more of the money that you earned. You earn that money honestly. It's yours. And you get to keep more of it so you can do things like expand your business and hire new people, repair equipment, which means hiring people, buy new equipment, which means you have to do business with other people, right? So that I don't mind because it was your money to begin with. It's not the taxpayer's money. It's not the people's money. It's your money. You earned it. You should be allowed to keep it and spend it as you need, especially when it comes to running your business, right? A subsidy is when government comes along and takes money from the taxpayers and gives it to somebody else. Yeah, whether we want it to go to that other business or not, that's what a subsidy is. That's what I'm opposed to. 
During testimony, the House Travel and Tourism Committee and Mr. Box, author of more than 30 novels, including the popular Big Sky and Joe Pickett television series, told lawmakers that Wyoming is missing out on about $90 million payday. Both of these productions would look to Wyoming first, said Mr. Box. In both cases, they were turned away when they started to add up the numbers and realized Wyoming did not have any incentive program. They just moved to somewhere else. Big Sky, on the ground budget, $27 million each season. Joe Pickett is $17.5 million. With both shows in their second season, that's $89 million in economic impact left on the table for Wyoming, he said. That money is paid to skilled laborers, ranging from electricians to carpenters to taxidermists, as well as rental accommodations, heavy equipment. He says none of those funds go to Hollywood actors. That comes from a separate budget. Representative Chris Western heard Box say that tourists have shown up in Canada to find uh, bighorns because the mountains that are supposed to be the bighorns. Yeah. They didn't go to the bighorns to look at the bighorns. They went to Canada because that's where the that, that's where they're shooting what's supposed to be the bighorns. Okay, so neither Higgs or Kelly Estes, who runs the film office in Casper, are certain about what sank the bill. Coming out of committee, there is only one no vote. A couple of lawmakers have even voted for the bill, voted against it during the interim. Negativity toward Hollywood's? Perhaps that could be it. However, uh, one representative voted for the bill after it was explained that a committee would have veto power on spending rebate money for all of this. While both uh, Estes and Higgins representatives both felt more educated, they sure that they would be key votes in something like this. A film crew from Hollywood typically wouldn't relocate to the cowboy state, though they're told. Uh, it, there are things that happen here. Remember Starship Troopers? That was near Casper, Wyoming. They dropped about $4.3 million in direct spending uh, right in the community while they were working here. Wyoming job creation, they said, is what they're after here. So these people expect to try, try again. Now, a lot of times when it comes to trying to um, get something like this into the state of Wyoming, you also have to consider, you know, with, with weather, stuff like that. So it's not just a matter of whether it would locate here because it is actually here. Sometimes they look at the backdrop and think, well, we can find something that looks better than that. But, you know, we'll just say that it is. There's, certain, there's a certain kind of look that they want. Now, as far as getting things out of committee, there's a reason that Wyoming, and I'm thankful for it, only has a short legislative session. And that's because we want most things to never make it through. When you take a look at a state like California or some other states that have a full-time legislative body, you can say, and even when you have full-time city councils, full-time county commissioners, man, do they just keep passing stuff and keep passing stuff. When you limit their time, most stuff dies. In this case, it sounds to me, and I'm only basing it on what I'm reading here. I wasn't there. I'm just basing it on what I'm reading. In most cases, it dies because they just ran out of time. So it didn't make it out of committee, not because people weren't in favor of it. Sounds like they talked it up pretty good. But it didn't make it out of committee because they're just running short on time. A lot of bills die fast 
just because of the time limit that we put on the Wyoming legislative body. Now, again, when it comes to incentivizing filmmakers to come to our communities, if you disagree with me, let me know. Okay, but my answer is always I have no problem with offering some people some tax breaks on certain things because that's just allowing them to keep the money that's already theirs. And so they can use it on business, which is good for us. What I'm opposed to, and this is what some states do, and even what Canada does, is when money is taken from the taxpayers and given to companies to try to incentivize them. And what really gets me is when money is taken from the taxpayers and given to a company and we get nothing out of it. That happens a lot when money is given as a subsidy, but the people end up never seeing the benefit of that. One of my favorite examples of that is the solar panel company, Solyndra, which got hundreds of millions of dollars from the Obama administration and never produced a thing and then went out of business. See, if you're given a tax break, then they actually have to be spending money to take advantage of the tax break. When you give a subsidy, they can just go ahead and take the subsidy and it disappears into the ether. They never produced anything. They walk away. That's another reason I'm against subsidies like that. 845, wake up Wyoming. Sometimes the best. More stimulating than that first cup of coffee. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. like this too. 848 the time. Off we go to talk to Frank Gambino in the icebox. I've been upgrading the Glenn, music. Glenn, Frank. Glenn, yes. good God. Yes. What? What, what, what is the deal with that chocolate cake downstairs? It's the size of a cylinder block. Yes, I know. That's why I had to donate it. And you don't understand. <laughs> it's, it's the size of a cylinder block. You should have seen it when it was given to me. It was bigger. <laughs> and the icing on it is like a foot thick. Yeah. Okay, so for those who don't know what he's talking about, <clears throat> I brought in a cake this morning. Someone gave me a cake, and I don't have much of a sweet tooth, first off. It's a moist chocolate cake, yeah. and it's got like a foot of icing around it. It's all good, but it is so sweet, I can't. And the thing, Frank, was bigger than what you're seeing now. So I put it down there and put a note on it, and I said to everybody, Frank, here at work, look, folks, I love working with you all. I've never asked for anything ever but now I have to. Would you please eat this cake for me? It's got sugar. Yes, it's got well, sugar. If you're going to do me a favor, eat this cake. It's and, about five levels tall. Yes, it is. Did you have some? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, then I'm. thank you very much for doing me that favor and getting rid of that Miss cake. Miss Mary had some, too, and, yeah. and she was questioning my ability to identify that she would be I, I would identify with the chocolate cake. Yeah. She, she had it on her radar. Yes. Bada bing. Yeah, well, I told her first thing when she came in, and Miss Mary is all about having cake for breakfast. Well, aren't we all? I mean, come on, <laughs> right? <laughs> just makes complete sense here, yeah. So thank you for doing your part. In fact, I even told people that you could be a hero by eating cake. Yes, you can. Yeah, cake eaters are heroes, yeah. so please be a hero. And you can just say, hey, let them eat cake. Yeah, fine. Now, I got a couple of questions for you here since okay. you travel around. Uh, let's see, there's a Facebook poll that was done by our friend Drew up the hallway from you there. Best pizza place in Wyoming, and he says it's in Lusk. 
I have not had pizza, pizza in Lusk. Place. The, oh, you haven't? Okay. I have not, no. You travel so much, and it's the pizza place in Lusk is what people in Wyoming said was the best pizza place. Okay. okay. Um, let me see. Some of the others there that were favorites, Thermopolis P6, Saratoga, the Grumpy Italian. I like yes, that yes. name. Yes, that place, that place oh. is, that, that pizza is good. I would eat there Excellent. just for yeah. that name, yeah. the Grumpy Italian. So, you know, tiny little place. Yeah. You know, you can it, maybe one or two ta- well, tables, maybe three. In the summer, you can there eat you outside. <laughs> uh, Sheridan uh, Powder River Pizza. And I know this one, Gillette Pizza Corello. Yes. Yes. I have eat. They do gourmet pizza. If Is you that want like one that. of those fire fire things? Yes, they do it because in a the, brick the, fire the, thing the, and all of that. Oh, it's good. Cas- Casper's right. brick fire thing is really good, too. All righty, a men's college basketball, another game, another loss for the Wyoming Cowboys. They dropped a 69-59 decision to Nevada, Las Vegas, and Laramie last night. Pokes a woeful 2-9 and nine in Mountain West Conference play, 7-16 and 16 overall. They were a woeful 5-25 of 25 from the three-point line and shot just 38% from the field total. Now, UW has a super depleted roster with just seven guys seeing action last night, led by Hunter Maldonado with 17. UNLV improved to 5-7 and seven in league play, 16-8 and eight overall. The Cowboys Boys will be on the road at Boise State on Saturday. Now, some reasons for this depleted roster for Wyoming. One has been injuries, and there has been a ton. The other reason is that the three transfer portal guys, uh, Ethan Anderson, Jake Kyman, and Max Agbonpolo, all left the team this week. Now, they could have left on their own, or they could have been run off by head coach Jeff Linder. These guys could have given Linder a pretty good reason for running them off. Who knows? It's a train wreck. Anderson and Agbach Polo came to Laramie from Southern Cal. Anderson had been averaging eight points a game, hardly played last week. Agbach Polo was barely playing lately. He averaged five points a game. Kaiman, who came to Laramie from UCLA, was hurt. He was averaging four points a game. These three guys were supposed to be the transfer portal boost for the Cowboys in hopes of returning to the NCAA tournament. Turns out these three guys were a transfer portal bust. In Wyoming college basketball, women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls hosting the Aggies of Utah State tonight in Laramie. Cowgirls are coming off an excruciating three-point loss to Colorado State over the weekend. So they sit at 8-4 and four in Mountain West play, 15-8 and eight overall. Utah State comes into tonight's game with a brutal record of 1-11 and 11 in league play, 4-19 and 19 overall. That's a 6-30 start from the Arena Auditorium this evening. Juco basketball, the Casper College women rated 17th in the country, survived LCCC in Cheyenne last night, 70-68 to 68 to get to 22-3 and three on the year. Sandra Fro Garcia with 23 points and 10 assists for Casper. LCCC was led by Lila Spring with 28. They dropped to 16-8 and eight overall. All the Casper College men are 19 and 5 after a 91-84 win over L Trip last night at the Story Gym. Jalen Harris led the T-Birds with 24. Xavier McCord threw in 28 for the Golden Eagles, who fall to 13 and 9. Casper College will host Northwest Nepal on Saturday, and L Triple C will host Central Wyoming on Saturday. In high school wrestling, it's the annual Miller Cup tonight between the Casper schools, as Natrona will host Kelly Walsh at 6 p.m. Cheyenne Central will be at Cheyenne East for a duel tonight, and Laramie will be at Cheyenne South. And that's it in sports. So for the Super Bowl, what time? Do they start all of the pregame? Well, it starts. It, 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 it was like two days ago. Oh, okay, right. so literally, literally turn literally turn the TV on and you'll find yeah. a channel. There'll be something Super Bowl. The game actually starts at four thirty. Well, I mean, the, but isn't there an official pregame show? Well, it, kind it, of. It, it's so diluted, and okay. there's so many. <laughs> yeah, I <right>. mean. <laughs> What's the point? Yeah, really. Do you even watch any of them? I try not okay, to. Okay, good. Uh, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. News time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. And we're going to get into some more open phones. We've got a few more top. Oh, in road conditions. I'll update you on that coming up into the next hour. It's Wake Up Wyoming.
106 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Wood. Thanks for joining me. It is getting brighter and a bit warmer out there. And there's some improvements in the road, which I'm going to give into you right now. But there's still some areas that are just horrible. So keep in mind, really icy out there. If you are in, let's say, Aladdin, Pine, Bluffs, Burns area, those roads around you there, a lot of them are just closed. So if you want to get from Cheyenne to Laramie and back, not happening. Happy Jack Road is open, but you, yeah, it's really bad, and you're not going to get all the way to Laramie, or you know, it, it's just not going to happen. If you're in Midwest or south of KC and you want to get over into Campbell County, like right Wyoming, so that's closed. That's not happening. Now, the road from Casper to Buffalo is still extremely sketchy, but you can travel between Casper and Buffalo on I-25. I-90, see, I got it right this time, between Buffalo and Gillette is finally open. Sketchy, careful, but it's open. A warning I want to give you, let's say you're in Rollins and you wanted to go north to Muddy Gap. You're going to start hitting up that road, which is really sketchy, and you think, oh, okay, I can make it. Yeah, but you'll get partway up the road, and then it's closed. So they didn't close the whole thing, according to what I'm looking at here on YDOT. That's where we're at right now. Everything is really icy and slick out there. Please be careful. All right, 888 woods is the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So uh, from Cheyenne, Colleen sent me a question, which I said I'd go ahead and answer real quick here on the air. And I think it's a good – I've talked about this before. But I'm happy to bring this up again since I was talking about subsidies and how government spends its money. So you know, I am a tightwad with your money. You worked for the money, you earned it, it's yours. And government should only take it when it is absolutely a necessity, which is why there's a lot of spending out there that goes on with government that I'm completely opposed to because, well, I didn't agree to that. You took my money and spent it on something I didn't want. I didn't agree to that. I'm really a tightwad. That money is yours. Now, in this case, this is a headline. Uh, Laramie-based Advanced Vertical Farming Research Center awarded $20 million in a grant. Story says Wyoming's economy is as uh, diverse as it's ever been. Fine. And a $20 million state, so state of Wyoming, investment into an Advanced Vertical Farming Research Center in Laramie. We'll continue that trend, according to Governor Mark Gordon. And then it talks about the research facility. So I remember talking about this when it was first proposed. So you understand, I do think vertical farming is a great idea. I've been watching it for many decades. Many decades I've been watching advancements in vertical farming. It just keeps getting better. Human beings are producing more food than ever before on less and less land. Is we've never in all of human history been this productive. We have an excess of food, and it is because of capitalism. And if you want to know what I mean by that, go to North Korea. There's only one fat man in North Korea, and that's their dictator. Go to many other countries that are socialists, and you find the same thing. Food is scarce. Prices are high. Production is low. Even if they're not a full-on communist country, when government is running it top-down, doesn't go well. But when you have people producing for profit, boy, the innovation, the ideas that they come up with, just incredible new ideas all the time. And that's why here in America, we produce so much food on less and less land all the time. 
when people in the world don't get food, it's because of dictators and war, not because of a lack of food. We have a overabundance of food. In fact, in most countries around the world, obesity is the problem, not starvation. Having said that, let's take a look at vertical farming. Again, great idea. I've been watching advancements in vertical farming for a very long time. It's a great idea. You can do it inside, year-round. You don't need a whole lot of soil inside. It's very efficient for the plant, too. The way the plants basically get fed, it's extremely efficient. And the kinds and qualities of fruits and vegetables we get, high quality. So why the research grant then? Because this has been happening for many decades in the private sector with great success. And that's what gets me, is when the state of Wyoming or even your federal government, anybody like that, comes along with taxpayer money and gives it to somebody to do research that's already being done in the private sector. Up in the Campbell County area, Governor Gordon gave some research money. There's a center up there that was built with the idea that, well, we're going to take CO2 and we're going to find what we can do with it. We're going to make products out of it. And the state is going to give grant money so people can study what to do with CO2. Well, hang on a second. Again, that's already being done. The first example I remember when I was a kid is I had a pellet gun where I shot CO2 cartridges. Drinking a soda today, those bubbles, CO2. Much of that CO2 is captured from power plants and put in your soft drinks, if you didn't know that. And there's all sorts of people out there in industrial businesses that will tell you that CO2 has all sorts of industrial functions that we use for so many different things. And then the carbon molecule itself is extracted from CO2 and used for so many different things. The private sector already does the research and already comes up with all sorts of fantastic inventions that are not only good for us individually or our society, but also makes these companies really rich. So why are we coming along and offering them subsidies? Why grant money? Why bother? Now again, I'm a tightwad as a citizen. I'm a tightwad with my money. I earned it, it's mine. I'm a tightwad when it comes to your money too. I don't want government taking your money and giving it to somebody else because, some, because Governor Gordon thinks it's a good idea. He's gonna give this money to, if you want to voluntarily reach into your pocket and give money to these people who are doing this research with vertical farming, you do that because it's your money and you're doing it of your own free will. And if I don't want to, then I shouldn't have to. Rather than the money being taken from us and giving it to something because Gordon thinks it's good. And again, I'm opposed to subsidizing something that's already being done successfully in the private sector. What's the point of that? Howie is in Laramie County. Hello, Howie. Good morning. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't know how many people are aware of this, but the state Senate voted for a constitutional convention on the federal level. Yes. Okay, and now it's before the House of for the House. It's one of the worst ideas they ever came up with. It could kill the entire republic we have. 
because okay. there's no way of limiting what these clowns could do. Okay. Yeah. And then it keeps going like this. And the same ones who got us in a mess are the ones who are going to be controlling it. Does that make any sense to you? Okay. And are any of these clowns the equal of James Madison, Benjamin Franklin, or George Washington? They were the heads of the original Constitution Convention, which got us the convention. Before, it threw out the Articles of Confederation and gave us the Constitution. Now that what these clowns are talking about is going to ruin our republic. All right. They say that good. they have stop gaps in place that would make them just take up a couple of particular issues. Uh, that can't be done. If you read the Constitution, okay, you know, anybody could read the Constitution. Just go to a library if you want to get a copy of it. Or get it online. It's right there, yeah. And one of the things they're saying is because they want a balanced budget amendment. Questions I have about a balanced budget amendment. These clowns don't follow the Constitution now. Why would they follow an additional amendment? Mm -hmm. And who's going to determine if the budget is balanced? Then, if the budget is not balanced, will the Supremes order a tax increase? Think about it. You know, if they followed the Constitution as written, we'd have a balanced budget automatically. All right. So, Thank you, Howie. That's my two cents for today. Now, you're allowed to call and vent. This show is therapy, Howie. Okay, well, I feel a little better now. Okay, good. Nine sixteen's the time. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. Tim and Casper. Casper to Buffalo. Only the southbound lane is open on I-25. Thank you for that. Didn't know it. If someone ever approaches you and tries to rob you, tell them to stop. Ask them, is it necessary? Is it nice? Do you have my permission? Tell them that you do not want to be touched. If they point a gun at you, tell them that it's illegal. Inated, but never boring. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Twenty-two is the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. You can do what our last caller did. He just called to vent Howie from Laramie County, who is against the convention of the states. I do have an article on that on the Wake Up Wyoming site. When I saw the story this morning, I put that up there. But if you are for or against it, that's fine. Triple eight ninety-seven Woods is the phone number. Get it out of your system. A legislative effort to prop up the coal industry. It, it, well, that's what they say in the story here. Let's find out. 2022 measure mandated that utilities looking to close coal-fired power plants first try to retrofit the facilities with carbon capture technology. See, here again, there's that carbon capture thing, which is a load of nonsense. And, and look, you listen to our president. Because I've talked to people who are in favor of carbon capture, not because they believe that CO2 is a pollutant, but they are in favor of it because they think it will appease those folks who think CO2 is bad. But if you listen to our president as an example, he wants to shut it all down no matter what. He intends to. So how is all of this working for us as far as trying to appease these people. I'll get back to that story if I can. Spence is in Cheyenne on Energy and More. Morning, Spence. 
quickly here, I disagree with Howard. He's a good guy, but uh, most politicians are afraid of the convention of states because it's going to take their power away. And uh, I think you should get Ron Gow back on the radio sometime mm-hmm. from Gillette there. He can explain it better than me. On energy, I have a question. And, uh, you know, why can't we, why can our governor stand up to the uh, this administration and uh, us extract minerals and use them here? You know, it's, a, it's on Wyoming land, you know. He's, you know, he's wrecking our economy. Uh, you know, we, we have the oil and the coal and the gas, you know, mm-hmm. uh, why can't we use it here? Right. A lot and, uh, of it, and unfortunately, a lot of Wyoming land is federal land. And so we have to go through the feds to get to that, which is one of the reasons I've always been in favor of making that federal land Wyoming land. So it's ours and not the property of the federal government, which was just, it was a promise that was supposed to happen a long time ago. Well, and I agree with you. Well, you know, and that's why I say, why can't we just stand up to him saying this yeah. is our land, you know? But uh, I have a, a burning question. Uh, is there really a team called the Rocky Mountain Oysters? I think there is, yeah. Well, that's yeah. just nuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder, did they sell Rocky Mountain Oysters while the game's going on? You kind of think they would, right? Yeah, yeah. Something. Okay. There is a list, if you want to ever look it up, of weird team names and dear lord they've come up with some bizarre team names out there mostly just to get attention and it's fun well yeah that's a good one to get attention yeah okay all right thanks for calling spence i appreciate it triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number eight eight ninety seven w o o d s i eighty john and granite canyon glenn does uh really think that 38 states will agree on anything probably not no no. Again, going back to the convention of states. Well, let me go back. So those, to get you up to speed on doing this, let me see. I put this up as a story. I think I did it today. I think it was yesterday that I did this. And you can go ahead and take a look at the Wake Up Wyoming site, and you will find a story there on the convention of states. And, Ms. Mary, if you have a moment, if you can alert that one out again, since that's become a topic this morning. There's the story, where the heck is Heckla, Wyoming? That was kind of fun. Here we go. Wyoming is a step closer to joining Convention of States. All right, so there's a couple of ways to amend the Constitution. One of the ways is Congress has to agree House and Senate, two-thirds, and then it goes to the president, and then it goes to the states, and the states agree. The other way of doing it is to get the states together, does not have to be unanimous, most states, and the states get together and have a constitutional convention. It's a convention of states, and the states can amend the Constitution. Now remember, the way we're set up as a nation, we are a republic. I often hear, you know, in this democracy, you could argue we're a type of democracy, but mainly the United States is a republic. We are 50 separate countries in a giant cooperative. So, uh, Congress can propose amendments, must pass both the House and Senate, two-thirds majority, and then the states vote on. If, here we go, three-fourths of the states approve, then we've changed the Constitution. Okay. Another way is two-thirds or 34 of 50 states must agree to get together. 
So far, only 27 have uh, amendments have been added to the Constitution. Do you know about 12,000 amendments have been proposed to the Constitution? Most of them shot down. The process was made difficult intentionally. So there are always, like Howard was saying, there's always uh, questions about, well, what if a convention of states get out of control? Well, the people who want to put together a convention of states, they believe that a convention of states can be controlled because we're only here to talk about the following things. you know. And what they want to do is reduce the power of government back to what it was originally meant to be. But of course, people like Howard say, well, that, but that can quickly get out of control if you have a convention of states. I mean, if it starts getting out of control, then we wind up with a completely different country altogether. So, okay. That's the, right now it's passed uh, the Senate, it's on to the House to see if Wyoming would join a convention of states. They don't have enough states together to pull it off. Wyoming has been talking about it for quite some time. This is as close as the state's ever gotten to passing something like that to join a convention if we had one. Coming up on 9.30, local news coming away right after local news update on your weather forecast. More open phones, 888-97-WOODS. Wake up, Wyoming. You just hit the snooze. Really? This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine thirty-six at time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, you got time. Triple eight ninety-seven Woods phone number. That's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. And then there's all the people who also drop me notes off of the Wake Up Wyoming app. So you know. Real quick, here's how you do it. Wake up Wyoming app, free to download at your app store. When you touch the app and it opens up, across the middle of the app, there's a toolbar. It's a gray line. The first one on the left is on demand. Touch that. You can select old shows and listen back when you want to. Pause it, rewind it, save it, stop and start it, You know, whenever you want to. That's one thing. The other one is, the next to that is the call button, and the next to that is the chat button. You touch that, you can send me text messages while I'm on the air, and I talk to a bunch of people when I'm on the air from all over the place. Brad is on about, is it time for the poker run already? Are we getting, when does that happen, Brad? Okay, uh, that is going to be May the 27th, and that is, of course, Memorial Day weekend. And uh, we never cancel for weather. Um, we never have canceled, I think, I don't know, 14 years now or something like that. And um, we don't have our uh, uh, website up and running. We changed it, and it's being worked on, so you can't pre-register right now. But probably another, I don't know, probably the 15th or 16th, something like that, of February, you can. So May the 27th, up at Laramie Peak, which is west, uh, north 14 miles and about 25 miles uh, west of Wheatland, Wyoming. And um, the poker run consists of side-by-sides, quads, Jeeps, pickups, motorcycles. Um, it's uh, There's some county road involved and then uh, forest service roads, you know, old logging roads. 
and um, then there's going to be uh, uh, there's always an auction, and there's uh, you know giveaways and there's drawings, things like that. This is a fundraiser for the Laramie Peak Volunteer Fire Department, and uh, so it's you know last year I think we had. 400 and about 450 entrants and about 600 people wow. show up. It's an awful lot of fun. And uh, we always look forward to maybe some rain on Friday to settle the dust and make mud for us to play in. Yeah, And it's just an awful lot of fun. It's for a good cause. It's how we fund uh, the fire zone. Uh, Which covers and, uh, a huge you know, area, by the way. The trucks and work yeah. on the trucks and pay for the toilet paper for the building. and. Yeah. Uh, kind of everything. So that's May the 27th this year. And around the 15th, 16th, 17th, something like that, we'll have the website done so you can go on and pay and pre-register and do all kinds of fun stuff. And I think as last year, we're going to have some uh, special door prizes and giveaways and raffles for people uh, who pre-register online uh, up to about three days, I think, before the actual poker run on May the 27th. Okay, so that's the Laramie Peak poker run. Keep us up to date as we get closer to it, okay, Brad? All right, thank you very yeah, much. Sure. Okay, so, yeah, he died every single year. That's incredibly successful. Everybody here at work's in a good mood, not only because I brought a big chocolate cake for everybody to eat, which Miss Mary had a slice of for breakfast, so, you know, but that's okay. But even our co-worker who got into an accident and his car is totaled, he's okay, on the way to work on all those icy roads, everybody's, even he's in a good mood. Everybody is. Sometimes that gets to be annoying. The first ever prescription depressant hit the shelves today. Approved by the FDA last month, Despondex is intended as a treatment for the approximately 20 million Americans who are insufferably cheery. Tests prove the drug is effective at reducing a range of symptoms, from squealing loudly when a friend calls to use of the phrase cool beans... And excessive hugging. Dr. Alman Way calls the drug a huge step forward in the battle against exuberance. If you're in a good mood every so often, well, that's fine. That's normal. This is for those that have a persistent positive outlook on life. Eva Henry of New Haven, Connecticut, began participating in a clinical trial of Despondex six weeks ago. I was always telling people how cute their outfits were and bringing them little gifts. I'd beam at anyone who made eye contact with me. I didn't realize life didn't have to be like that. Eva said she never knew how her annoyingly chipper attitude was affecting those around her. Over and over again, I'd ask Jeff to ride his bike down to the botanical garden with me, no matter how many times he said no. And she was always smiling, mm -hmm. but I didn't know what to do to help her. I used to think, why am I the only one trying to set up single friends with each other? And now I realize it. I, I was sick. I needed treatment. Eva says the drug may have saved their marriage. Now Jeff and I can just waste a night sitting on the couch watching a TV show neither of us enjoy. Mm like a regular couple. Not everyone is convinced that Despondex is the cure-all for perkiness, however. In this week's Time magazine, Michael Pelosic of UCLA argues that many patients get similar results from natural remedies, something as simple as a diet of corn syrup and white bread and a total lack of exercise. But Dr. Wei disagrees. We have to erase the stigma attached with getting chirpy people help, real medical help. I mean, do you know what it's like to be around these people? It's pretty annoying. Doctors estimate the new drug could reduce the number of costume or theme parties in the U.S. by up to 40%. Oh, Lord, definitely. I'm, just, I just, I'm running out of excuses to turn those things down. 942, wake up, Wyoming. Not at you. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is Wake Up, Wyoming on K2 Radio.
47 at the time. Let's wake up Wyoming off and go to the icebox. Frank Gambino's waiting by. Okay, Frank, uh, you and I are about to have a conversation where Miss Mary's going to have absolutely no idea what we're talking about. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. If it's about chocolate cake, she's an expert. Oh, no, she was there Mary's first this morning. Yeah. She, oh, no, she's a pro at that. She yeah. can tell you everybody. A connoisseur. Bert Bacharach dies. Oh, he used to play yeah. the piano? Uh, well, and, and what album did he was a duet with? Albums. Six-time Grammy Award winner. Um, he's worked with about a thousand different artists. He started in the 1950s, worked right up through the 1980s, and you know before he finally retired. But let me see. Oh, I hate it when I do that, Frank. I had it all set up for you, and then I went ahead and closed it. Let me. <laughs> no, I, I, I know. Um... Boy, my parents had albums of his. Oh, he did yeah. a duet with a famous singer, though that was one of my my father's favorites. Well, it might be as I pull up the list here. Let me see, just a few of his hits, and this guy is right up there with the Beatles as oh, far and, as oh, how many oh, number one hits. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I say a little prayer. You know the song. I've heard it. I'm yeah, sure okay. I have. Uh, I'll never fall in love again. Yeah, I'll never fall in love again. Well, who hasn't heard that? Which one? he has done many times with many different people. Yeah. And let me see. Um, let's see. Alfie, that was a big hit for him. I remember uh, the song Alfie, "The Look of Love." Mm-hmm. Uh, the girl from Ipanema, I think, might have been his too. Let me see. Uh, the Sundance Kid for the movie, he did that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Close to you. Uh, baby, it's you. Let me see. Uh, there, and there's a whole bunch of here that, oh, then I'll fall in love again and I'll never fall in love again. We're two big hits for him. So <laughs> might as well just go. You keep telling that yourself. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Let me see. Uh, the world is a circle. Let me see. Uh, what do you get when you fall in love? Uh, walk on by was another one. Yeah, I'm sure what the did... world needs now is love, sweet love. Yeah, he he must have done something. I think with Barbara Streisand. Oh, oh, I guarantee you that. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm sure of it now. Yeah. yeah, but you see, when I take a look at the whole list of songs here, it just goes on and on. See, starting in 1952, with Once in a Blue Moon, Nat King Cole sang mm -hmm. that song. And then the story of my life was Marty Robbins. He worked with Perry Como, the Four Coins, uh, the Five Blobs, the Four Coins and the Five Blobs. Those were people he worked with. Let's see, uh, Frankie Valli. Yeah, okay. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to pick out some names he's worked with. And, I don't think he's worked with Alice Cooper. Though. No, I don't think so. But you know, he could have made Alice Cooper sound a whole lot better. Again. No, Alice yeah. Cooper sounds great oh, the way he is. Dion Warwick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, several hit songs with Dionne Warwick and the Drifters, and he sang a few things himself. Uh, let me see, Doris Day mm -hmm. sang with him. Okay. Oh, uh, Linda Ronstadt sang one with him. Really? I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, let me see. Then there's, there's a whole bunch of singers here. Tom Jones did one. What's new, Pussycat? Tom Jones, Burt Bacharach. Tom, uh, Burt Bacharach wrote that song. Yes. No way. Yeah. Oh, man, the, the list just goes on and on. This guy was prolific. Wow. Didn't know that. Men's College Hoops, another game, another loss for the Wyoming Cowboys. They dropped a 69-59 decision to UNLV and Laramie last night. The Pokes uh, 
Just two and nine in Mountain West Conference play and seven and sixteen overall. Woeful from the three-point line last night. Five of twenty-five and shot thirty-eight percent from the field. UW has a super depleted roster with just seven guys seeing action last night. They were led by Hunter Maldonado with seventeen. UNLV improved to five and seven in league play and sixteen and eight overall. Cowboys will be on the road at Boise State on Saturday. One reason for the depleted roster for Wyoming has been injuries, and there has been a ton. The other reason is that three transfer portal guys, Ethan Anderson, Jake Kyman, and Max Akbopolo, all left the team this week. They could have left on their own or they were maybe run off by head coach Jeff Linder. Either way, it's a train wreck. Now, Anderson and Akbopolo came to Laramie from Southern Cal. Anderson had been averaging eight points a game. He hardly played in last week's games. Akbopolo had barely played at all, and he averaged five points a game. Kyman, who came to Laramie from UCLA, has been hurt and averaged four points a game. These three guys were supposed to be the transfer portal boost for the Cowboys in hopes of returning to the NCAA tournament. Turns out these three guys really were a transfer portal bust. In Wyoming, Cowboy ba- Wyoming women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls hosting the Aggies from Utah State tonight in Laramie. Cowgirls are coming off an excruciating three-point loss to Colorado State over the weekend, so they sit at 8-4 and four in Mountain West play, 15-8 and eight overall. Utah State comes in with a record of 1-1. And 11 in the league play. 4 and 19 overall. And it's a 6.30 start from the Arena Auditorium this evening. Junior college basketball. The Casper College women, they are number 17 in the country this week. They survived LCCC in Cheyenne last night. 70-68 to 68 to get to 22-3 and three on the year. Sandra Fro garcia with 23 points and 10 assists for Casper. LCCC was led by Lila Spring with 28 as they dropped to 16-8. and eight. Casper College men 19-5 and five after a 91-84 win over LCCC last night. At the story, Jim Jalen Harris of the team was 24. Xavier McCord threw in 28 for the Golden Eagles, who are 13 and 9. Casper College will host Northwest DePaul in women's and men's play on Saturday. LCCC will host Central Wyoming on Saturday. High school wrestling in Casper tonight. Kelly Walsh will be at the throne at 6 p.m. for the annual Miller Cup. Cheyenne Central will be at Chinese for a duel tonight, and Laramie will be at Cheyenne South. That's it in sports. Now, you'll know this one. This is Dion Warwick here. I love this song growing up. Remember this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This... Oh, this was one of her biggest hits and one of his biggest hits, yeah. And wondering what dress to wear. Say a little prayer for you. I say a little prayer for you. So, yeah, Burke Bacharach, when I heard, uh, of course, he was really up there in the years. So, what, what a career. And one hit after the next. And I hate to say it that it's a whole generation that's going to hear that he died and go, who? When he was one of the greatest songwriters in the history of songwriters and also music composers. Oh, yeah. Oh, but by, by far. For everybody that doesn't know, a lot of people still will remember. Yeah. Seriously. Right. Thank you, Frank. I sing a little prayer for you. At work, I just take time. And all through my 9.54 is the time. Coming up on some local business news time right after that weather forecast. Watch out for those roads. There's still slick out there. Wake up, my own.